0: pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay, uh, any public comments this morning? Hearing none, we'll move to item four, approved consent agenda. Is there a motion? Second. Any discussion? All in favor say aye. Aye. Motion carries. Oh, I forgot to mention we're uh, pulling 5.2. I'm hoping they'll be back. Uh, the McAllen Holiday Parade organizers will be back next month a scheduling conflict. 5.1, presentation and discussion by Predictive Data Lab on Spring Break 24 campaign overview. PDL, can you hear us OK?
1: Yes, we can. Good morning. Wonderful. Good morning. All right, I'm going to jump into this. Today, we'll be just covering our College Spring Break campaign, as we discussed. Um, My name is Oren. I'm the data analyst here at Predictive Lab, and that's Angeli Dillon, as you all know. All right, let me share my screen. And can everyone see the PowerPoint?
0: You'll need to uh, flip it. um... There you go. You got it. Okay, let me re-reopen that. Okay, can everyone see the PowerPoint? Yes, sir.
1: Perfect. Okay, so today we are covering the January 2024 board presentation for South Padre Island. Table of contents, today we'll just be covering our college spring break overview and our executive summary.
2: Is there a way that you can be... Uh,
1: what Angie? Can you make it a full screen? We have a lot of feedback. Uh, yeah, I. Th- One second, I'll have to share a different screen. Sorry, when you click present, it, um, it shows a different screen.
0: Okay. Yeah, I that is- we have the uh, on our tablets that we have here on the dais, we have the presentation in front of us as well, if that helps you any perfect okay is that full screen now Angie um
1: no let's keep it like that it's fine
0: yeah okay that should be fine perfect
1: okay moving on to college spring break um, the executive summary for today for the month of January, we had total website users this month at 173K. Total web sessions produced this month, 207K. Vacation rentals, year to date average occupancy, 30%. Our year to date average ADR for vacation rentals, was $153. And our year to date average rev bar was $33. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
3: I'm sorry. Can you guys? Uh, the FBI but maybe mute the mic because we're hearing a lot of
1: feedback on Brian. Sorry.
0: As far as I can tell, all of our microphones are off. Okay. Um, Try
1: this one more time. (laughs) Uh, Let's... Okay, can you guys see the recording? Yes. Perfect. Um, so I ended on vacation rentals here. Our year-to-date average rev par was $33. Um, I am still getting feedback, and I'm going to press on for the time being. The computer microphone or the the Google Meets microphone, All right, so you guys have to turn it off because we hear ourselves. You know, a... yeah, perfect. Go ahead, Erin. Okay. Good. Um, And finally, our hotel metrics for the month of January, we had a year-to-date average occupancy of 59%, a year-to-date average ADR of 98%, and a year-to-date average REVPAR of $58. Jumping into College Spring Break campaign overview. So a quick summary slide, I'll go into detail with all of these figures, but these are the main things to take away for College Spring Break currently. Our total campaign impressions are 22.12 million. Our total campaign clicks are 212K and our total college spring break sessions for the month of January is 11,390. Vacation rental data, again, we'll get into this a little bit later in the slides. Our most popular SPI college spring break state is Texas. Our most pop, our uh, SPI college spring break average ADR is $234.96. And our college spring break vacation rental reservations total is 607 reservations so far. A quick landing page analysis overview, we'll get into this in the heat maps uh, further on. Our top desktop touch points were events, experiences, plan your trip, full name, and SpaceX. And our mobile touch points that were the top mobile touch points were menu, full name, last name, email, and zip. Any questions before I jump into the uh, detailed descriptions? Okay, I will jump into the campaign overview. So here we're looking at the sum of impressions and clicks by date. You can see that these step downs look like we're decreasing in impressions. They're just corresponding to our PO allotted budget for the month. So please don't be worried about the decrease every month. Um, We were heavy up at the beginning and we're tapering down now. The main thing to take away from this is we have driven 22.12 million impressions for the College Spring Break campaign so far, and a total of 213 clicks, uh, 213,000 clicks, with a CTR close to 1%, which is really encouraging.
0: May I pause you for that one moment, Next,
1: we have a campaign overview, just looking at the tactics that we're uh, running for College Spring Break. We always talk about the sales funnel here. (laughs)
0: there you go i'm sorry could could you go back one slide, please if you can hear me yes thank you uh this is question is for the for the staff here my understanding was that we would be spending the majority of our dollars in january and february is that not what happened here with this decline in spend that's what he mentioned (laughs)
4: Okay. <laughs> yeah, I turned your mic. Okay. There you go. Good morning. Hi, Hi. Mauricio Cervantes, a marketing communication specialist. Uh, so, the major decrease would be initially in the beginning months before January, the heavier spend was going to be on social, primarily for awareness and engagement. And then in the up and coming months, would be less spend but more focused on SEO because the plan was initially awareness. And then when they actually start booking, that's when they pop up in the results for us.
0: Well, gentlemen, maybe you can speak to this. The booking window is quite short and has continued to de- decrease for spring break, which is you know, what this particular, <clears throat> everything. Yes, absolutely, Tom, and especially for college spring break. Uh, if we could please take note. Uh, Next year, we want to be, ideally, we want some awareness in November, December, and that we want to be all over it in January and February. That's when, ultimately, they're going to be making the decision. So that's my only comment, I would say.
4: Yeah, and we'll double check the numbers when we go back just to ensure that how the spending was made for this Mm -hmm. year's plan, we can share that. Very
0: good, thank you. PDL, you can continue, please. Perfect. Um, getting getting
1: back to this, uh, if you can mute that mic one more time. OK, so getting into the tactic overview, as we talk about always with our sales funnel tactics, we really love social media in terms of driving impressions and driving awareness. So here you see the majority of our impressions came from social media. However, to enhance conversion and engagement. We really like mixing in programmatic options. So here here you'll see device ID targeting, cross-platform display targeting, and OTT and CTV, just to get that lower level of the sales funnel. Again, the big takeaway is here, we've driven a very high amount of impressions and have varied our tactics in a way that has driven results in terms of reservations to SPI for college spring break. Finally, we have our heat maps. This is the College Spring Break landing page. This heat map just shows where clicks are are happening for the majority of sessions. Um, Our top touch points for our desktop heat map were events, experiences, plan your trip, full name, and SpaceX. Again, on that SpaceX front, we just had a very successful small SpaceX campaign, so that's exciting to see that reflected here. And then finally, we have our mobile heat map. Again, your top touch points are going to be menu, full name, last name, email, and zip. You can see that a lot of the touch points on our mobile heat map are people filling out this section right here in the middle, giving their information for more, um, giving their uh, personal information for more information about College Spring Break at SPI. And then finally, we have our visitation analysis. Um, This is a great slide to break down our vacation rental reservations and see how many people from our target markets have uh, booked a reservation at one of SPI's vacation rentals for the month of March and April. So our most popular spring break state is Texas. Our total spring break guest reservations is 607. And that average guest ADR is $234. Coming in at second and third, we also have Minnesota and Wisconsin. And then farther down the list, we have Illinois, Indiana, and Colorado, bringing in those uh, lower spots in terms of college spring break check-ins. Over here on the right, you can also see it broken out by state and other metrics, such as average revenue per guest, average rent by state, and our ADR and total check-ins. So we can really compare and um, analyze what states are providing the best performance. This, this data is as of when? And with that being said, that is the end of our presentation for today.
5: Okay. Um, this data that I'm looking at here is this is as of when? The end of January? This is as
1: of any district. Re- if you can mute that one more time, I'm sorry. It's as of when? Perfect. Um, that check-in window for vacation rental data is from March 1st to April 15th to um, allow for kind of the wide range of spring breaks that we see in college schedules. But when did It you is accumulate- only taking when- into account states and markets that we are targeting explicitly in our college spring break campaign to avoid as much overlap as we can in terms of
5: vacation. Okay, okay. But when did you, when did you accumulate this data? Because again, as, as was noted a few minutes ago by Sean, the booking window is pretty short. And so there's still, this doesn't incorporate, this doesn't include everybody who's going to come at this particular point. When did when was the data accumulated? I understand it's reservations, but when?
1: Yeah, great question. Um, if you can mute one more time, perfect. That data is forward-looking. So the only window that we are collecting that data for is March 1st to April 15th. But I when, have pulled when, that when data did, on when January did you 31st. Collect when, when did you collect it? I collected that data on January 31st. Okay, And then I will refresh that data next month as well to incorporate any new guest reservations that show up.
5: Okay. My next question is uh, is, is really consumer sentiment. We're looking at right now, and I'm, I don't know what the rest of you guys, I mean, we're, we're soft. We're very soft in March right now. Um, everybody is. Yeah. Okay. I, I, thank you. I appreciate that. And that's the question. If everybody is... We don't see any comparable data here in terms of other markets and what's going on. I mean, I hear, because we have to answer the people out here are going to say, okay, well, what are you guys doing? What's going on here with, with spring break? And, and are you, you know, I, well, I can say, well, we've, we're doing what we've done in years past. We're spending money like we have in years past, but it's not just us. It's perhaps an industry-wide type of thing. And so is there anything that you guys have to indicate industry-wide where things are these days?
1: Yeah, in terms of vacation rental and hotel occupancy data, yes. Um, I can also pull data that will show the vacation rental period for that same time period for the same states and um, get that over to you just so you can see a comparison of, um, you know,
5: it's a case different of mis- states
1: and how they're performing.
5: It's a case of misery loves company. So if it's not just us, then okay, I can feel a little bit better about that and you know, in terms of being soft. And so that, that kind of stuff is always just helpful to my mind.
1: No, that's, that's a great question. Um, let me put together some quick facts on just how our competitor markets are doing, you know, our Port A, our Dallas, our Corpus Christi's in terms of vacation rental check-ins for those dates. Um, and I can get that over to Mauricio after this presentation and hopefully Misery Loves Company and you'll feel better about that.
0: Very well, thank you. If you could please send that over to the to Mr. Henry and the marketing team, and I don't know, I, you can send us an email, I suppose, because we're obviously going to be getting asked a lot of questions <coughs> early next month about.
5: Um, where is everybody?
0: Where is everybody, exactly. We have a coffee and conversation. We go through this every year. Yeah, we have a coffee. And the chamber is scheduled for tomorrow, so we'll have that data to the share if anybody wants to show up. Not that would be ideal, yes, if we can get ahead of this yeah. one. All of the efforts that this department has made in driving college students here would be very helpful to everybody. Okay, PDL, did you have anything else?
1: That is it for us today. Thank you for your time, and I'll be sure to get that um, extra graphic over to you.
0: Thank you. Gentlemen, do you have any questions for PDL? Hearing none, we will move on. Thank you, PDL. Mr. Goodman, we... um, we, Pulled 5.2, the McAllen Holiday Parade Team had a scheduling conflict. They'll be here next month. So I'll we'll move to item 5.3, update and presentation from Valley International Airport and McAllen International Airport regarding flight routes. Good morning.
6: IT, can we have the deck, please?
0: See, we finally got you on the agenda. Now you can yeah. be here every month, as you should be. That's
2: yep.
0: Thank you for all your hard work. Absolutely. Um, apologies. Tom, too. You got a ticket on the way over here. Yes, I did. <laughs> I, was, I was so excited about being here today. I was so excited about being here. I was
5: just going down the road, and
2: somebody else thought that I was overly excited. And so um, I am Nicolas Meerman, Director of All Commercial for uh, Valley International and Harlingen, and absolutely thank you for having us here. Uh, we, we actually have a bunch of good news, and so if you have had a chance to see the slides that we sent you yesterday, great, if not, we will go over those now. Um, are, you, are you seeing the presentation? I don't see it here.
0: Is that Mike on? Can you guys hear him okay? <laughs> there he
2: is. Thank you, I think. Um, so yeah um, going to, the, to slide number two. First slide that I have to share with you is how some country has been uh, booking since they started their winter Texan program a few uh, back in October, a few months ago. Uh, so far it has been doing very very well. It started a little soft with 70% low factors. But it has progressively gained stronger and stronger. And I have to say that I'm sure that the money that you guys have invested in Minnesota and the other upper Midwest can, uh, states should have held on that. And so it went from 70% in October all the way to 92% uh, in February. That is until that, that information is until two days ago. So the latest, latest information is actually 93% for some country. The trending bookings for March, since I hear that you were looking at how is it going for bookings for you all. Um, so far, some country is in the mid 80s for, for March, so that is very, very strong. Um, and as we will see, Delta is also looking very strong. Overall, they have transported or bring to the area 30,000 passengers, that is some country. Uh, since they started back in September. Uh, and the majority of the traffic, 99% is in Minneapolis only. So either people drive to Minneapolis to fly here, or they're just people from Minnesota. Um, they already have their flights for the next season on sale. The first flight is gonna be October 3rd. So uh, as you guys, as we all start planning on what's going on for the next uh, season, we already know that they will be here October 3rd for the first flight. So. Very
0: exciting. Can you have the marketing team take note of that so that we can get that information? Yes, to our winter Texans while they're here. That when did you say the flights turn on? When that you can you can book for next season now?
2: So you can book now.
0: Really? Okay, that's important information for them to know. Absolutely. They're obviously going to be there's some savings there. Yeah. For them.
2: Uh, so not only on Sun Country but Delta is already booking starting October 7th. So. October 3rd, Sun Country, October 7, Delta. So pretty much what Mm -hmm. we have this year is already on sale for next year.
0: It's great to hear.
2: It's it's, it's very good for planning. Um, But yes, Sun Country has been doing very, very well. We are happy. They have a a little ups and downs. Uh, Last time I was here, we were kind of talking about the, the shoulder season, which is in the case of the flights. October, November, and maybe the second half of April and May. Um, for this season, those low factors were between 70 and 80%, so we have the opportunity to to gain 20% of the seats on bookings. Uh, but overall, the peak of the season has been very strong, so we are very, very happy. Good. Um, then moving to slide three, it's pretty much the same. Um, slide, but this time it is for Delta. All right. Oh, it is on <laughs> I was trying.
0: Sorry. There you go. Yeah. Sorry for that. No,
2: you're good. Uh, let me go back to what uh, to we just talked about. Okay. Um, mm. So for Delta, it looks even stronger. They started October as a shoulder, as a shoulder period with 58% uh, low factor. It's also true that there is a directionality issue there. So people were coming here, so the flights inbound were full, and the flights back to to Minneapolis were not so packed. But once you get into the whole uh, period of flights, it it, it trends upwards. And so November, December, uh, in the 70s, January, 84, February, already already booked until two days ago, 90%. I expect it to be 91%. And although I don't have the advanced bookings for this flight for March and April, uh, for what I can see in March, um, it is pretty much in 85% or so. So very, very strong. Do
5: you have any demographics of of who those people are? I mean, age groups, that kind of stuff? Are they primarily the older people?
2: I don't really have that. There is no way for me to capture that. But one question that you did ask me about this flight uh, last time uh, is how many? If it is families or if it is individuals, um, the the closest I could get to that answer is that for, for every reservation code, there is 2.5 passengers under that code. So that means that there is, I guess, mom, dad, and a kid, or you know, f- so pretty much for every group, every group is 2.5 people uh, that they are, that are taking those flights.
0: That is good. It's exactly what we want to hear.
2: Um, uh, with the information that I have, that is at least... The airline
0: doesn't share it with you?
2: No, they wouldn't. This is more about our, our ground handling, capturing this information for you. This is, this is not official. The official information about all of this usually is published six months from now by the Department of Transportation, so that will be the official numbers. Uh, but by then, it will be too late for us, and so we capture this at the gate, Internally, and that is what we are sharing with
5: you. Well, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but February has been—I'm—I'm seeing revenue up about eight percent over last year, which is great. Going into March, it's the opposite, but—but you know, it kind of leads me to believe what we need to look at be doing next year for winter seasons.
0: And crank it up. So,
5: good stuff.
2: Um, Sure, (laughs) Uh, we are super excited. In the case of uh, some countries, since they are so local, like, there, is, there is not much more to look into. But in the case of Delta, we do like mm-hmm. to, to get a little, bit, uh, a little bit of information about who these people are coming from. Um, so the good news is that pretty much for mm-hmm. Delta, 69% of their passengers are either coming from Minnesota or upper Midwest uh, destinations. <laughs> Uh, 27% are other destinations, it could be international, it could be the east or the west coast, uh, but capturing 69% of the passengers uh, from the places we are actually sending all our efforts, I think it is very, very good news. Um, 15,000 are coming from Minneapolis itself, 8,000 were coming from uh, the upper midwest, and then the other group uh, is... (laughs) And then uh, going a little deeper, and it has to do uh, with these slides that we were looking with the previous presentation. Where are these flying passengers coming from? Aside from Minneapolis, which is, as, as we say, 40% of the, of the planes, 17% of those passengers are coming from Detroit, 10% are coming from Grand Rapids, 8% from Chicago, 7 from Indianapolis, and it goes on like that. Number five is interesting because it's Edmonton in, in Canada. Uh, which uh, I think is, you know, indicating how strong the Canadian market is is getting uh, in the area, and also something to to mention is that Wisconsin doesn't have such a strong su- such a big city like Minnesota or, or Illinois. It's not I mean, Minneapolis or Chicago, but they do have these four medium-sized cities. Milwaukee is larger, but then uh, Green Bay, Appleton, and uh, Madison, and those four combined. Uh, represent 15% of the upper midwest traffic which if we were to group them together they will become the number two stronger uh, feeder for this Minneapolis flight um, and the another thing to mention is that Chicago is not as strong because we do have nonstop seasonal service and we can only uh, with two airlines and so it doesn't make it makes sense not to have such a strong presence on on connecting traffic uh, via Minneapolis and Delta, because Chicago has its own flights uh, moving forward. Um, so, Chicago is, a, is a, the next uh, thing to, to share with you all. Um, we'll have two carriers, as I shared with you last time. Americans started two weekends ago, uh, 85% was pretty much what they were able to, to get, 80 to 85%. So it is. We're very happy with that. Um, and then United is starting next, not this weekend, but next weekend with we Chicago too. Um, yeah, American uh, achieved eighty-four percent of the of the low factor. And um, for the rest of the season that goes until the end of March, uh, they are trending at fifty-four percent. So there's still a little bit of room for bookings. Um, in the case of United, they started a little later. They announced their flights pretty much in Christmas, so they didn't have so much time to build up uh, reservations. But they are speeding up. Uh, it, it seems like they are actually uh, trending to to catch up with American, depending on, on which week. So far, there are 28% of their low factors uh, in advance bookings for March and April. Um, so well, there is an opportunity for them to, to pick a few other bookings. Um, I expect them to go up to 80% because that is where Delta is already booked. United? United. They're right now at 28%, which is low, uh, but I expect them to to pick up more bookings in the last few weeks because all the other carriers are already full. Uh, So it's the only opportunity to to come. All right. Then for United, uh, we also have Denver starting in two weeks from now. Uh, all, all the way through the end of December of December of March uh, and again they still have a little bit of room to grow uh, but they have 38 uh, percent of the bookings uh, already in place they have pretty much sixty percent of their planes empty um, hopefully people that have been booking from from Colorado will will find this flight and, and make it on it
0: yeah we've, z- we've- S- slowly but surely, seeing more traffic, more visitors from Denver.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, just moving forward, um, the, for the summer, we have, the, as I shared with you all, um, South East trend is kind of aiming at inbound leisure traffic for the summer. So they will start on May 4th uh, with daily flights to Dallas Love and two flights a day every week weekend day. Uh, and this kind of um, schedule is gonna extend all the way through November. Some days, some months it's gonna be mm-hmm. less than that, some months it's gonna be more than that, but they already have their low field flights to, uh, all the way through November. And the interesting part about that, the reason why I bring it up is because it does bring low-cost, nonstop service to Dallas, which we don't usually get so stable uh, with American, but also, Southwest has so many connectivity to the central Midwest uh, from Dallas Love particularly not so much from Houston, not so much from Austin, but from Dallas, that it opens up the opportunity to offer low-cost air service through Dallas Love Field to, mid- to the Midwest, the middle section of the Midwest, places like Oklahoma, Missouri, Kansas, Arkansas, Tennessee, even, Nebraska, uh, through the summer. And so it's, it's also an, an opportunity to to keep an eye on, uh, and trying to give it some visibility, uh, and then yeah, after that, uh, starting in October, we already have the winter takes and flights again, so we have a complete twelve months program of flights to focus on.
0: What's with all the good news?
2: I don't know what else do you want, I don't know what else to do.
0: <laughs> you have a copy of this, Blake, I guess. This is uh, <clears throat> this is very interesting. I'm very happy to see the, these uh, DFW flights as well for the summer and those connections. Yeah, yeah. You know, if we can if we can incentivize them to stay a week with those two flights on weekends, that's two flights. What on two two on Saturday and two on Sunday?
2: Two Saturdays, two Sundays, and then one. nice every other day. Okay, Plus Oh, America. the balls in our
0: court then, right? How do we um, get them to stay here? Yeah. Great.
5: Well, that that speaks to transportation issues from the airport to here.
0: Yeah, I'm sure this helps group as well. I mean, I'm assuming we have a lot of a, a convention attendees that are coming from DFW. Does this help sell your sell us? I'm sure it does, Arminy. Right? We have the flights. Great. Anything else?
2: From our end, I mean, we on the commercial side, everything is is good. We will be. Reinaugurating the main runway here in a few weeks, maybe end of March. Um, The longest runway south of San Antonio, landing aids that are as good as DFW or better. Uh, So we're super excited about that.
0: Great. Your bar, Padre Bar, change that to Visit South Padre Allen.
2: (laughs) We can work on that. (laughs) Please. We can work on that. (coughs) That's good. Do we have an idea about what the rates will be? The fares? Yeah. um I mean it's so hard because I know it, it, it. you you have your yeah, revenue management but um
0: from where DHW? It, yeah
2: the average fare for the average fare for Dallas Loveville to Halllingen on Southwest the latest uh, published by the Department of Transportation is around handy and handy and five round trip and that average goes from $59 entry fares to all the way to, you know, walk at $200. Right. Um, but it's, it's 105 or so on average. Um, and then uh, from places like uh, Kansas or, or uh, Nebraska, those kind of places, usually Southwest is around 150 160 average fare. And then American is a little, and United are a little more expensive, maybe 205, 210 average.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: Well, I think this answers the question that we've always wanted to know. The airports have done their part, it seems like, right? So mm-hmm. now we know the eggs here, we just gotta get the chickens. So <laughs> the egg <laughs> came first, and so now we just gotta get the rest of the chickens here. So. Yeah. Okay, they're doing their part. Thank you. Anything else?
0: gentlemen? All right, thank you so much. Excellent, excellent information. Thank well you. done. Congratulations on, on all the success you and your team have been having.
2: Yeah, thank you guys for the support. I mean, Great, thank the team you. Has been super collaborative, collaborative with us, so we appreciate that.
5: Very good. You. See you next month.
0: Yes, sir.
2: <laughs>
0: all right, we'll move to 5.4, presentation discussion regarding the visit South Southwater-Allen monthly report. Mrs. Brown?
7: Uh, april brown events manager Um, so upcoming events actually i'm going to talk a little bit about an event we had this past weekend the causeway double cross it was an inaugural event and they had over a thousand runners there lots of positive feedback um, positive feedback from our pd they said it was an easy route people were efficiently getting on and off made a huge impact um and we uh, funded that event earlier this year and mr rob mcbee also manages the half marathon He um, produces a lot of events, not just on the island, but in Brownsville as well, and he's done a really good job. So we just wanted to highlight that event that happened. Um, You'll see the post-event report come next weekend, but he had a lot of overnight stays and just a lot of participants. It was a great event, especially for a first time. Very good. Yes, um, and then upcoming events coming up this weekend, Spring Break Jam at the Convention Center. That's a group sales event, but it's um, a big event that happens over two days. A lot of people come in for that and Battle of the Universities and SPI Sprint Triathlon this month. And then, as you can see, April is a very busy month, um, jam-packed with events almost every weekend and a few um, more than uh, more events on one weekend. So um, to highlight SPI Crawfish Fest, that's something new that we're having at the Convention Center uh, produced in-house, so we're looking forward to that. And then in May, of course, um, we have a lot of events as well, including the Memorial Day fireworks that will take place on this Sunday prior to Memorial Day. Um, In addition to all of these events, uh, you can find more information online, and we are working on the spring, or excuse me, the summer calendar and the spring calendar already, um, so that we can distribute those locally as well. Any questions? Great work. Thank you. Um, In addition to events, destination development has been um, something that we've also been leading and taking uh, more of a stride on. So... We held the Tourism Town Hall last week. It was a huge success, especially for our inaugural event. Um, Big team effort, uh, sales, marketing events. We all spoke along with um, operations and leadership speaking. Uh, It was held at Daddy's Seafood Kitchen. Thank you to them. They did an excellent job accommodating us. And like we said, we had a good response. Uh, Thank you to our leadership team and council who showed up to support um, uh, Visit South Padre Island. But overall, it was a really good turnout. We got a lot of responses on our tourism resident sentiment survey because of it. And um, we look forward to hosting it again next year. Do you guys have any questions regarding the tourism? Blake, any? When will
5: the results of the sentiment survey be released?
7: um that will take us a while so it's still open and depending on the how many response we get we might have to keep it open a little bit longer um we're tracking pretty well for the first week uh, we have over 100 responses right now so that's good but we have to hit a certain number in order for us to to get a, a good result so um we'll see we get week daily updates, dates but you're kind of beating me a little bit because i had a slide in there for that uh, but any questions on the tourism town hall
0: Nope. I heard it went very well. I'm sorry I missed it. Yeah, me too. Thank you. I did. A lot of people.
7: Thank you. Great. Um. It- So to continue on with destination development, we started the Tourism-Friendly Texas Community um, Initiative. That is a 6-12 to month process with the state of Texas that recognizes South Padre Island as a leading destination uh, for tourism. It also um, shares the importance of tourism as far as an economic development uh, driver and job creation driver. So we started that at the beginning of February. And we're working with the Office of the Governor's uh, Tourism Department and Economic Development uh, Department to fulfill this uh, accreditation. So it's the first year doing it. um, And South Padre Island got in in the first round because they closed um, application. So we're lucky to be kind of part of the first group to get this accreditation. And on the national level, again, we are working with Destinations International for the Destination Marketing Accreditation Program. That's the 100-step process one. We got approved for that, again, at the beginning of this month. That'll take us about 18 months to complete because it's a huge project. But um, initiatives like the Tourism Town Hall and the Resident Sentiment Survey are part of those steps. So we um, are slowly chipping away at all those steps. And community involvement is very important to us and community um, Opinions also are important to us and and that shared value of tourism. So we look forward to um, coming back and reporting to you on how we're moving along in this process. Love it. Very good. Thank you. And then the tourism resident sentiment survey is still open. Um, thank you to the chamber. They've been sending it out for us. And um, City Hall has also been sending it out. Karen and Nikki have been helping us with both this and the tourism town hall. So um, it's still open. We're looking, hoping for more results uh, back on that sediment survey. And um, that's open till March 5th, unless we need to keep it open a little bit longer. Any questions? Ruby. OK, cool. Thank you.
0: Did you all fill it out? Me either. I got halfway through it and then I...
7: Please continue finish it. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Thank you.
6: You have to get a certain number of surveys? Is that what your goal is? Yeah. Know?
7: We do. So we're, we're pacing the right way, but we still need more. Okay.
6: Thank so you're you. it towards a resident survey.
7: Correct. Um, but business owners can fill it out as long as the zip code to the business is on South Padre Island. Thank okay,
0: you. Well. Not very many of us. That's right. So I'm wondering what the What's the is? Harmony, your numbers are up again.
3: They are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited to present another month of success for you guys. Um, let's see what we got. So um, first, numbers uh, are the best to me. So um, they tell a great story that not only my team, but the entire team for Visit South Padre Island have been doing. Um, you'll see a total number of sales leads of 52. I looked back and compared these to last year, um, same time last year, January, where we had a total of 27 leads, so you'll see that's 52 up, so right at uh, double. Then we've got uh, the room night potential that went out to the hotels and VRMs to close was a total of 11,841. That's up from 4,000 last year. So. Um, so kudos to my team. I'm really proud of them for all that they've done, um, all the hard work. Uh, we actually contracted a total of 3,400 room nights last month, so those are definites in the market, and we're ahead of pace by 1,776, so awesome. Um, at the Tourism Town Hall, we reported the uh, um, FY 22-23. We actually crushed a record-breaking number of 33,000 room nights, which had not been done in the last decade so super proud of that wonderful Uh, yeah yeah it was great um and uh, it was really exciting to get to reveal that to the community um so everybody was proud and they liked the direction that everybody on the team um where we're going so so i was really proud to be a part of the team Um, some things that we did to be out in the market Uh, we participated in RCMA Emerge, which is a religious conference um, where we exhibited in partnership with Team Texas. So Team Texas had this giant booth uh, with our yellow roses and um, each one of us had a a section that we were able to exhibit to all the meeting planners there. This is the top religious segment event of the year. So we marketed heavily across the entire uh, religious segment. We connected with 249 planners. Um, and we participated, um, like April was saying, uh, we like to participate with the community and give back. So um, we participated in a community project with the homeless camp there. So um, that was me doing that. <laughs> That's great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> I walked out with several RFPs in hand, site tour requests, a request for us to put together a fam tour for multiple uh, religious planners so they can bring their conferences here. Um, when I'm marketing to them, I'm also really clear that um, the off-season is where we're trying to go with them, um, February to, uh, I'm sorry, September to February, so that they're aware. Um, um, we're really targeting their leadership conferences and those kind of things, rather than the youth events in the summer. Um, okay. Just to keep it, we will if, the, if they are willing to pay, but we recognize that oftentimes in the summer, the religious events aren't able to meet the ADR expectations of, of the community, so we drive them to go to, um, to off-season. Great. Thank you. Um, so this was super fun. Um, wanted to show you guys, in January, we presented at um, Southwest Showcase. We had a great booth and activation there, where um, this event itself is one of the most prestigious uh, events for meeting planners um, over the year. Um, so for us to be a part of it, we had an excellent booth. Um, thanks to Blake. He. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, had our, directed us on, on our booth presentation for this one as well. And we had the ability to connect with 188 meeting planners there. directly. We had 30 um, direct meeting meetings with clients, and we were able to scan get their RFPs while we were meeting with them. We were able to secure a citywide event. and I'm really proud of it because um, as a community, when I first got here, this citywide event had been here years ago, but we lost it because of lack of response. So I was able to pull it back and save it and got the request for contract. So I'm super proud. Great. Um, Yeah. Uh, So um, so we got that one. Then um, I also walked out with two more RFPs in hand. Mary Anna on my team did an excellent job of of, um, networking with the clients and getting information from them uh, to help them with their events. Um, And what was most fun is we were spreading goodwill to all. So our activation was we took an SPI cup and we brought stickers that were encouraging that would say positive things. And we also got markers where everybody who came to our booth, we got to spend one-on-one time with them while they decorated their cup mm-hmm. with a positive message that encouraged them. Um, and we uh, served a um, chamoy and tahini margarita, n- non-alcoholic though. <laughs> <Bummer>. So Yeah, <laughs> but it was beautiful.
0: <laughs> you had um, a blender?
3: They actually had a machine there, a margarita machine. And so it was just a non-alcoholic margarita, but our bartender... Um, he did a great job designing the drinks, so we had the Mm best-looking drinks in the place.
0: Yeah, that's a great idea.
3: Thank you, thank you. And we got the little South Padre Island umbrellas. Mm I thought those were really cute. Uh, We did that in partnership with Holiday Inn Resort and Isla Grand. Uh, They both attended with us and um, had a lot of success come out of that as well. Um, And we had the opportunity to entertain uh, several clients direct, and I was really proud because we got... Uh, a close relationship with conference direct planners, and even the keynote speaker came to our event. And so I was pr- <laughs> I, uh, it reflected the desire to want to come to South Padre Island, so I was proud of that.
5: Very good. Yay, thank enthusiasm you. enthusiasm is not hard to feel.
3: Oh, <laughs> thank you. <Good. clears throat> <laughs> it never dies until 8.30 p.m., then it's over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So another event that I'm, I'm really excited to present to you, which most of you know, um, it, and we're in, in attendance. So we hosted the first Quarterly Island uh, partner meeting. So we're going to have that meeting once a quarter in partnership with the hotels. And thank you, Holiday Inn Resort actually hosted and sponsored the luncheon that day. Uh, so we were so grateful to be able to kick that off for the first one ever. Um, Our our guest speaker was Jeanette Grider with the chamber, the new chamber president. So she was able to come in and speak to the group. Um, Also we did a presentation from our team on the group marketing efforts that we do, the magazines that we're in, and the digital uh, marketing that we do on a group perspective. Most of the time people uh, don't get to see that side. Um, So we did present on that. We're excited about the next one, Uh, Blake Henry, uh, Mr. Henry, and Will Greenwood. Um, wanted to bring hospitality training to the area. So uh, our next event will be May 7th, and Hilton Garden Inn is sponsoring that luncheon. Uh, It will feature a hospitality trainer, Doug Kennedy, from uh, Kennedy Training, who uh, will do a leadership training at the luncheon itself. Then the next day, we're going to follow up with uh, frontline staff training from 8 to 12. So all of your staff is welcome to come and attend. Uh, We're excited to bring that and grateful uh, that Mr. Henry put that together for us. Um, Also at our quarterly luncheon, we're going to give out an Island Impact Award. So what that means is an impact award to somebody in the community who refers business and regularly since conferences or has a, an economic impact on the island. And for this first one, we thought it would be fitting to award Chief Claudine O'Carroll and Captain Gil- Gilbert Silva. What people may not be aware of as um, these two individuals are constantly bringing events to the island. This year alone, we have um, a law enforcement sexual assault training event, police chiefs conference, uh, TASA. I, there's so many events that um, they bring constantly Midwest counter drug traffic uh, training, mm-hmm. the police games that it's coming in 2026, also the Texas Narcotics Officers Association. The list goes on and on. It's millions of dollars of impact. Um, so I wanted to them to feel appreciated and for them to know what an impact that they make on the community here. So we'll be looking for the next person, you know, going through that um, for the next award in May, um, and we'll present that each month so. And that's all I have. Any questions?
0: Wonderful.
5: Thank you very much. Great. Excellent. Work, work many. Yep. Thank you.
4: Hi. Good morning again. Good morning. I'll be covering the marketing communication sections. Um, so starting off, we do have the organic social media overview. So the top posts uh, for January were the Facebook Live for Sea Turtle Link. We did two videos uh, highlighting the stunt that they had recently with the cold weather, and then the release. It's always a big attraction for our online visitors. They love seeing the turtles then being released out into the wild. It's a great way to support. Anteater Link always opens their doors; is ready to welcome us. Of course, our aerial views of the island are always a great top performer as well. So these are just some of the numbers for the February Facebook post or January Facebook post. Again, Facebook Lives always do well with engagement. We try to tend to do them towards the end of the week, so that way people get more inclined to visit the website and our pages during the weekend when they're here on the island. Instagram continues to grow as well, ever since Denise has incorporated her reels. We continue to see positive growth both on Instagram and TikTok. And some of the reels that she did this previous month were the new bakery on SPI, they did very well. And even the weekend after we did the reel and the Facebook Live, they continue to sell out the pastries the following couple days. Market Days is another staple event, loves to get attraction, people love to go out there and shop, especially the winter Texans. And the sea turtles, again, made it on the reels for Instagram. This translated into TikTok as well. The same three reels did the same as well on TikTok. And again, we continue to see growth, a 37% increase in January.
0: I'll just stop you there. That's 37 followers. Oh, yeah, 0%. Per- so zero percent, uh, we've, been, we've been kind of flat on Instagram and TikTok. I don't know if we're running any paid ads, targeting new followers. I mean, try to, to, to get in front of some potential followers. I don't have any bright ideas. But it not is something too, I have noticed over the last quarter that it's been stagnant.
4: Yeah, not too much on the organic one. We, den- we do tend to slow down in January and February, and it tends to pick up again in March, April, and May.
0: Okay. I mean, something for y'all just to keep an eye on. I don't know what, I mean, I like all of the content you guys are putting out. I think everyone I've ever spoken to does. So it's not that. I just don't know if it's an algorithm thing or what, but we we'll an
4: algorithm just because of this time of the year. For decision, the month of January, we had a total of 1.9K mentions, giving us a publicity value of 5.2 million. And again, these are all free stories that just mentioned South Padre Island, online, and in the broadcast media. The number of publications that overall affected our value were 59, most of those being, again, top 10 lists of best beaches in Texas, resorts, places to stay in Texas. The main highlight for this month was Men's Journal. They did come out and visit us last year, and their story just came out, but again, it highlights South Padre Island as a wonderful place to visit. Continuing on with the PR efforts, we did three interviews this time around. Uh, Denise at Televisa come out. They're a wonderful partner, and it gets a lot of awareness in the RGV. With KRGV, I did the Channel 5 interviews. Again, those are very popular here, especially with the Winter Texans. They love seeing them bright and early at 7 a.m. We promoted some of the January events, such as the Winter Texan games. as a great popular one that the media loved to cover. We did one press release again uh, back last month was for Pickleball and Padre. More in the media, spring break coverage, Capital One and Chase Bank both feature South Padre Island as an affordable destination for college students. This was featured on their student activities pages. So Capital One has it as the 20 best spring break destinations. We were number 14 overall in the list, but number two in Western getaways. And for Chase, we were second ranked in destinations to consider. With Mexico, Denise continues her efforts. Uh, the two major highlights for the previous month is that our commercial was shown for the Super Bowl right after the halftime show in Laredo, McAllen, Brownsville, Matamoros, and the surrounding areas, Reynosa, Novo, Laredo. Uh, this was through our partner with Teve Azteca. They also threw in additional bonus spots in Ciudad de Mexico. Of course, those are very expensive, so they did allocate four spots to us. But again, these were completely free. We didn't have to pay a dime for those. and it's just additional exposure for South Padre Island. Another thing to note is that the Spurs Spring Break Sweepstakes has just ended. that over 5,500 contestants sign up. Of those 5,500, 17 did sign up to receive additional news for Southpaw Island and allowed also to opt in for third-party information. So these leads are available to all of the island partners as well, and they are in the extranet. Uh, we mentioned previously that the first 700 were added in. Those are up and running. These 1,700 are currently being added in. So you add them up, there's over 2,000.
5: What other metrics do we have in relationship to our association with the Spurs?
4: Uh, They're gathering the final reports for specifically for this campaign. They're gonna give us the final report when they choose the winner of the full demographic breakdown of the entries. Uh, Aside from that, they are preparing every month now the reports for any of the other buys or basically aspects of the buy. And last but not least, the CTA class is back. We had the first one of 2024. We had nine advisors come in get certified. They had a great time, and that brings us to a total of 246 total SPI certi- uh, certified advisors. They are very happy when they come out and do these trainings. They learn a lot about the island. They learn about the additional resources, services that we provide as a CVB to them. It's a great program. It really is. Yes. I know, Arnie, you had a lot of your team members come out. Thank you. They enjoyed it. Awesome. And just a reminder, we always uh, offer additional services that not all the partners know. We provide itineraries, charts, information sheets that are easy to find information whenever uh, we have guests ask questions. We have a media database where they can download images of the islands, free to use. And we reached the end. Any questions? Or actually, one last thing I want to mention is that with Nico, he is a great partner. He actually shared uh, some of the information he shared with y'all previously to us. So we do have the dates booked, or the dates for the upcoming flights and the booking windows. So that stuff has already been given to PDO and Z Team so that way we can start planning out the next Midwestern campaign. So that way there's no lag time for when the current one ends and the new one starts.
0: Fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you, Nico. Any, Any questions? questions? Doing a great job. Thank you so much, you and your team. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, anything else from Mr. Henry while we're on this item? Hearing none, we would have 5.5 discussion of possible action to approve the funding request for the 85th annual Texas International Fishing Tournament in August 24. Uh, gentlemen, it's the same as last year, 15,000 comp the Convention Center, correct? Correct. 25,000. Oh, 25. Yeah. It's been the same, I guess, for the last three years. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Probably five years,
7: longer than that, yeah,
0: longer than that. Yeah, okay, great. So they haven't gone up. They stayed the same. It passed SEC. Was it unanimous, April? yes. I Gentlemen, is there a motion? I move to approve it. I'll second it. All in favor, say aye. Right. Aye. Motion carries. Thank you, Mrs. Brown.
6: You didn't have to walk up there.
0: <laughs> I, I tried telling her. <laughs> uh, item 5.6, discussion and action concerning the election of officers for the 2024 calendar year. CVAB chairman and vice chairman. Is there a motion?
5: Motion to uh, make Sean the chairman. I'll second that.
0: Okay. Thank you. Is there a, well? We need a vice chair as well. Can I'll nominate Renee Valdez for vice chair. I'll second that one too. Is that yeah. good? Are you want to make
6: it one motion? Yeah, together, mm-hmm.
0: Tom fire away. At what? Well, well the the way the way the motion needs to read is include chairman and vice chair.
5: Okay. Motion for Sean uh, as chair and uh, Renee as vice chair. And again, I'll second that.
0: <laughs> Is there any discussion? All in favor, say aye. 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 Motion carries. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for Rene. Uh, OK. Discussion of possible action regarding spring break marketing and events 2024. Um, Cindy's not here, but we're. Um...
4: Hi again. Yeah. Spilling in for Cindy, if you all have any additional questions, comments.
6: So I think my only concern Please. is what you hit on in the beginning of this, where I think a lot of our marketing dollars should be spent January and February. Um, I don't think that's rocket science for us. I think we've known that for years. Um, and I just kind of want to know what what's going on and, and why we slipped up on that. I, I don't know that it's a...
5: a
0: I'm not even quite sure what that... I need to go back to that slide. Yeah, I really do. I don't think it's an accurately reflects our <laughs> marketing dollars. There is no way we just dropped. And
6: that's not new for us, it, right? It, like we've known that I we apologize.
0: do this every has, year. This is ridiculous. Um, yeah, I should I've, have gotten just, with you sooner. I just got too busy those last two days to, you know, but I had to break it up, so I brought it up here. But. Yeah.
5: And I think I, I go off what Blake's saying. I've already sent emails off to PDL and Zimmerman and Cindy, so I've got everybody
4: working like the little cat meme <laughs> trying to figure it out because it, it's incorrect.
6: Okay. It's incorrect. I, 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 I can chime in here for it. just a quick
3: second. Um, we had a heavier spend with the social media in the beginning months for um, awareness. And now our since January, you, you our on, can you tactics have switched over to the, conversions. So really getting people when they're booking their trip. We're going to get details to you and exactly how the spend is working, but we still have advertising dollars targeted towards these this audience. It's just different tactics.
0: Yeah, we'll follow up. Okay. Okay, thank you very much.
5: Well, I think part of the discussion You're with welcome. this is I know that we in the years past have talked about the fact that we've waited almost too long a lot of times to begin a lot of the marketing. So what we've seen is, is a, a start sooner, but what now we've gotten the pendulum has swung too far the other direction now.
6: Well, and I think that was it. I think that I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. It was like, hey, we need to actually start this this marketing campaign a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. And I think what happened is maybe we the the funnel flipped over and it's well when collegiate people go home for christmas even thanksgiving in some cases right. everybody talks right. about the awareness hey, well, yeah going to go for spring break and that's what we talked about. We talked about creating the awareness a lot sooner. Yeah. Yeah. But then now we're in that, that booking window. And so now we really need to be targeting them and hitting them and going, Hey, well, book now, book
0: now, book
4: yeah, now. Finder we did start uh late August this year.
0: Yeah, we started in August. So that part was taken wanted, care
4: of. Yeah. So
0: I don't know what happened in January and February. Mr. Henry's gonna get back to us. That's all we can do. Okay. I mean it it is what it is. March tenth is here. So all right. Any, uh, we're excited about what happens with the activation and at ESA Grand. We'll see how that goes. And see what happens. What we want to do differently or whatnot next year. And I hope I encourage you, gentlemen, to walk out there, I guess, and just see with your own eyes how it all is taking place. I suppose there'll be some kind of lineup. I don't know schedule for you know so that we know when a good time is to go out there. Yeah, we'll cover all that in detail during tomorrow's conversation. So hopefully, let's all just pray for good weather. Uh, Anything else? All right. Thank you very much. Uh, Okay. 5.8, discussion and action concerning the new meeting date for March 24. The next meeting date will be Wednesday,
1: March 27th at 9 a.m.
0: Some sort of record. March 27th. Perfect. Is there... (laughs) <laughs> is anyone ha- anyone here have any known conflicts? All right. Um, hearing none, this meeting is adjourned.
6: Record time. Is it? Whoa. an hour as we started at 9.